Thanks for tuning in. I'm Shelby. And I'm Renee. And you're listening to The Creepy Burrito. Today's creepy burrito is going to be fiery and will leave you, dare I say it, gassy. (laughs) We are going to be traveling to the real Silent Hill. (laughs) What? Silent Hill was one of the hottest horror films of 2006. It was an adaptation of Konami's 1999 video game. Did you ever have the pleasure? I've seen the movie. I've seen the video game. Um, I've never played the video game. Oh, well, it's pretty dope. This, uh, episode, we're not gonna really go into the video games or anything like that, so if you guys really feel strongly about it, talk about it, you know, I have two friends that may be listening that may (laughs) want to really have strong feelings about it, so go ahead, do yourself, do your thing. But if you do not know what Silent Hill is or the movie plot, let me just give you a brief synopsis. So, Mother takes her creepy, sleeping, screaming adopted daughter (laughs) to the hellish hometown of Silent Hill, immediately drives into this foggy town, crashes, loses her child. Of course. And then a cop arrives, cop crashes, and then the cop and the woman, they go on a lesbianic adventure to find a girl, run into some straight diabolical shit. Weirdly hot nurses with knives, but no faces. No faces. They find a weird girl, but not the girl they're looking for, but strangely kind of is the girl that they're looking for. Runs to the church, sirens, ripping off skin, fires, um, all just to go back home to their daddy. Yeah, so it's uh, pretty lit. Yeah. Uh, lots of fire, lots of fury, lots of fun. But yeah, so we're going to pick you up with a cute little fun fact about the movie, too, real quick. Love I love fun facts. I love fun facts. So uh, Christoph Gans, not to be mixed up with Chris Gaines, uh, the alter <laughs> ego of Garth Brooks. Of Brooks. But um, yeah, so Christoph Gans, he was the director for Silent Hill. And when he was trying to get the movie rights for Silent Hill, he was trying to do it for five years and like just kept getting declined. Oh, wow. Yeah. So what so he, he had to get the rights from the video game to mm-hmm. make the movie? Okay. Yeah. From uh, Konami. Yeah. So what he did, he sent them like an interview to what his plan was for the movie series. Uh-huh. And then basically just fangirling and like telling him like how it like changed his life and how much it meant oh to God. him. Okay. I was like, oh. That's cute. That's kind of cute. He was just like straight up diehard fan. And then it worked. (laughs) Other cute little fact. He also had a vision for the movie that was just like a universe of women because he thought it would be cool with like all the witches and stuff. Yeah, so I thought that was cute. So that's why all of the characters are like female. That's what I was going to say. Like like even like the cop, the mom, the daughter, the crazy lady in the church. He was actually kind of forced into putting the dad in there and making him like a pivotal part and a male officer. Yeah, because he wanted it to be like a universe of women, which I thought was like pretty badass. Yeah, I liked it. 
But anyways, so back to the real Silent Hill. Yeah. Uh, Roger Avery was actually inspired by the real-life story of ghost town Centralia, mm-hmm. Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. So we are going to be traveling back in time before Centralia became hell on earth. Oh. Centralia was incorporated as a borough in 1866. Okay. The land was bought by the Locust Mountain Coal and Iron Company. So the founder was Alexander Ray. He was actually a mining engineer. He picked up his family, moved there, and then basically just started like planning the city, the layouts, doing the streets, the homes, development, and just building this place from the ground up. And then the money that makes the world go around, uh, the area, what that main like income was, mm-hmm. was anthracite coal industry. Was what? <laughs> anthracite. Okay. So uh, that's also known as like hard coal. If you don't want to say anthracite, just say hard coal. <laughs> just say- <laughs> I was just trying to be like super smart for like a second, guys. Thanks. Until um, I came in and I'm like, but what? <laughs> what <did> you see? <laughs> but the funny thing about anthracite coal is it has the highest carbon content and highest energy density of all types of coal. What that means yes. is... What does that mean? Uh, it's going to burn slow and it's going to burn hot. Like so basically what you would want from a coal. Uh, the most efficient coal. Yeah, but okay. not like a shit ton of coal that's under your city. Yeah. And we'll, we'll, we'll get there. It'll be important later. So, <laughs> And the city at its height had 2,761 people. That's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it's not that many people, but uh, there's like maybe a little over a thousand people mm-hmm. that live where, where in my borough. So, I mean, 2,000, that's a lot. But yeah, so at its height, there was 2,761 people in 1890. And the, this is what I love, the town included... 14 general stores and grocery stores, a post office, a bank, theaters, five hotels, seven churches. Wait, wait, 14 general stores? Yeah, just general stores. Um, But anyways, it gets better. Okay. So seven churches, 27 saloons. You know what's important <laughs> in Pennsylvania? Alcohol. It's the saloons. Dude, I mean... It, right now, we're banned from going to, like, the other states with the quarantine going on Yeah, right now. We can't even go. We're, we're putting people out. Yeah, apparently. Um, well, that's crazy. Like, even tr- just trying to think of the borough that I live in, there's three churches. Yeah. No, they had uh, seven churches at the time. Yeah. That's insane. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Just uh, let that simmer. Ooh. Speaking of simmer, right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're gonna go on the nice, humble little decline. Uh, so there was the Wall Street crash of 1962. Mm. I'm not doing a whole history lesson there, guys, so Wall yeah. Street crashed. That's, that's there you go. Um, so what that caused, the Lehigh Valley Coal Company that owned the land was closing five local mines. Everything's crashing. You yeah. gotta close some shit down. Yeah, you gotta make some tough calls. Yeah, so with abandoning and closing these coal mines, mm-hmm. uh, what had happened, there's a thing called bootleg miners. Ew. So what bootleg miners did, they would do what's called pillar robbing. Okay. So they would go into these coal mines and then the pillar that holds it up, they would remove coal from the support pillars left in the mines. What? 
Yeah. Why? Yeah. Like, that's, like, the most dangerous job ever. But <laughs> I guess it's not a job because you're a bootlegger you're and you're boot- kind of a dick. So, like, if you die and, like, a I collapsed mean, mine, it's kind of your fault for, well like, deserved. ripping out the support. But, yeah. So, that caused the mines to collapse because, obviously, it's going to have support. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you do with a collapsed mine? Turn it into a landfill. Oh, just throw your garbage throw right your garbage in, it. in it. Yeah, just why not? DIY project. <laughs> turn the bitch right into a dump. Yeah, why not? Mm-hmm. So, May 27th of 1962 rolls around, and they're preparing for Memorial Day, starting to get warm outside. Mm-hmm. That big giant dump full of garbage. Mm. It's not very pretty. Getting kind of stanky. Getting kind of stanky. And there's a lot of cemeteries in the area. So Memorial Day, you want to you wanna make the town look good. Yeah. You, you want it to smell good. Okay, so, I think I see where this is so going. So what do you do? You set that dump on fire. <laughs> <laughs> you get rid of it. Um, so the firefighters, they set the dump on fire, as they've done in the past. So this was like a common practice. Like it wasn't like weird. So yeah, they just uh, let that bitch burn for a little bit. But sadly was not fully extinguished. Uh, Several days passed, and it was burning, and then still burning. And so what had happened, there was an opening at the bottom of the pit that led to a labyrinth of abandoned coal mines that were under the city. Oh, shit. Yeah. So putting this word puzzle all together, it collapsed. It's all, like, leftover coal shit underneath. Anthracite burns hot, burns slow. Ah! (laughs) And then... You know, Pyramid Head just ascends from the burning pits of hell, wielding the great knife to wreak havoc on anyone in his path. Um, and that's just a joke, so don't worry, guys. But uh, it was a little bit more of a slow burn. Pyramid Head didn't kill everyone immediately. But there was uh, also some, like, alternate causes that they thought could have started the fire. Not just... They lit the dump on fire. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean alternate? Well, we're going to go into it a little bit. Okay, Uh, okay. We're going to breeze over them because I feel like they are kind of bullshit. Right. And a lot of other people think that they're kind of bullshit. Of course. So the previous day, uh, there was a trash hauler that dumped hot ash or, like, coal discarded from coal burners into the open trash bin. So, like, a truckload of just old ashes like maybe they were like hot embers whatever i'm pretty sure like lighting a whole entire landfill on fire is gonna catch it not like (laughs) a little truck of like possible ambers but uh there was like two bills submitted for from the fire department for putting out fires in the landfill area so this other like smaller incident and then for the large ass fire yeah but yeah so some people believe that either increased it heightened it or caused it like got it started before the actual fire and then this theory is even better so there was a vast calorie fire of 1932 vast vast b-a-s-t the fuck is that uh, so it was a separate mine fire that was caused by an underground explosion. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Like 30 years before. Okay. But <laughs> this is cute. So the bootleg miners that were like down there before, like trying to steal coal and shit, there were people that actually came forward. They're like, yeah, no, that, that can't be a right theory because like we would have died. Yeah. like We would have had. <laughs> and it, it's just funny that bootleg like miners were like yeah no like i was down there i was like stealing shit <laughs> yeah stealing shit i would have died i would have never made it out yeah, i'm so, still like, alive that's a garbage theory yeah yeah but so they did have like a couple of attempts to resolve it by a couple i mean like a shit ton uh so <laughs> 
Initially, what do you do when there's a fire? You try to put it out with water. They did try underground barriers with sand, fly ash, or trenches. Uh, fly ash is like a powder to smother the fire. And then also with that whole fly ash and trenches. So they would put those through boreholes and also have like boreholes to check like how impacted the area is or if the area was impacted. Okay. Like drilling down to like sneak in, look at it. But them doing that and trying to check on it and then put this fly ash and this other stuff inside the coal mines, like actually fed it oxygen is like one of the theories mm-hmm. and actually just made it worse. You're just throwing oxygen right. on that fire and just feeding so, the belly of the beast. <laughs> not only did you start the fire by lighting the dump on fire, but now you're actually fueling yeah. the fire. Gotcha. Okay. All yeah. right. Way to go, Centralia. Yeah. So with each attempt, they did run out of money and time. So like they would start one thing, run out of money, and then they would have to go to government officials to mm. try to get the money and then they, they just yeah. never got it released in time and then anytime they did get money the fire was always faster so mm. they would start digging trench but by that point the fire is already going past right. it um by 1983 they spent over seven million oh my god uh on fire control projects trying to put it out they started to notice that it was like a real problem in 1979 so gas station owner john coddington who was also the mayor at the time, he was just checking on the underground fuel tanks because he noticed he was running out of fuel really quick. He didn't know why. Uh, It seemed hot, so he tried to drop the thermometer down to check the temperature, and then the gasoline was... 172 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh my god. Um, And gas was just like escaping. So that's why it was going away really quick. And if anyone goes by Celsius, it's 77.8 degrees Celsius. But it's fucking hot gas. Yeah, that's fucking hot. Government didn't really like give a shit at that point. But uh, in 1981, that started to change. Uh, Government kind of had an eye opener. There was a 12 year old Todd Domboski. And I'm sorry if I'm saying this wrong to anyone that is from Centralia. There's like five people left. So these are his actual words that I'm going to say because I love hearing what 12-year-olds have to say and how they say them. He said, I seen smoke, so I went over to see if it was the mountain fire, and I fell right through. He legit falls through the ground. Oh, my God. Yeah. It was uh, a part of the ground that collapsed, and it was about four feet wide, um, and 150 feet deep. Uh, wait, he fell 150 feet? Yeah, so he grabbed onto, like, tree roots okay. that were in the ground. Thank goodness. Yeah. And uh, luckily, like, he was wearing this orange, like, hunting cap. Oh. So his little cousin, he actually watched it happen. And then, like, if you see ground fucking caving in. Oh, my God, I'm right. This little kid had balls. He army crawls to where his cousin, like, just disappeared. He sees his orange hat reaches in and then helps get him out and like pulls him up at that point government was like oh shit 12 year old (laughs) falls into the ground maybe should go there checked it out and they did end up testing like the sinkhole to see if there was lethal gases what that was all about so it was actually uh contained a lethal level of carbon monoxide and besides this incident at this point around the city so the roadway's buckling right the highway's closed and like they have it rerouted Mm -hmm. another incident story was involving uh that john coddington the gas station owner slash mayor slash mayor (laughs) he was actually just sitting at home was just like super tired and like couldn't stay awake it was just just fell asleep and then they couldn't wake him up 
But he he went to the hospital. Apparently, it was like toxic gas related. Yeah, no shit. Um, I couldn't find many other cases like that where there was like hospitalizations or. Yeah. I didn't find any recorded deaths, so that's good. Due to like toxic gases, but yeah, about this time in like 1981, people started to like recognize it. So they finally started getting like meters in there to mm. read if there's like carbon monoxide, all of that right. fun shit. Like in, actually in your home, mm-hmm. like they didn't have anything or. Or people did the old canary trick. If your canary dies, uh, it's probably toxic. Maybe don't live there. (laughs) And I fairly certainly have that in uh, Silent Hill, too. I just watched it the other day, I swear. I feel like there's a bird in Silent Hill at one point. There's a bird at some point. Whether the fire posed as a direct threat, um, just, like, ignore the falling in ground, hotter than hell gasoline... Toxic gases and the actual fucking fire. Because in the 80s, people would actually, like, recollect going out at night. What do you do? You don't look at the sky. You look at the landfill. Because it glowed. It glowed. <laughs> it the glowed. glowed. They were like, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's cute. Wow. All right. Yeah, just grab your baby, your honey. Let's just go look at the... <laughs> look at the... Garbage. <laughs> The glowing garbage. The glowing hot garbage. It's beautiful. That's me. That's my name for myself. I'm glowing, <laughs> glowing hot, hot garbage. garbage. <laughs> so they, they did start to divide. Um, there was community groups that spoke out. So the people that thought that it was uh, a direct threat and then the people that didn't really find it that effective, like they cared about their home. Yeah. Um, and they didn't want to leave or, like, risk having to leave. So there were community groups that spoke out on risk of the fire. That it wasn't, like, a safe place for them to live in Centralia anymore. Mm-hmm. And that they needed viable options to either put the fire out or relocate. And in 1983, the U.S. Congress uh, had a voluntary lo- relocation efforts. So they weren't forcing people to move out of their homes as of yet. And the reason why they focus more on relocation is because it was only $42 million to relocate people, to, to move them out of their homes in the city because of the hazardous fire that's burning beneath them every day. Mm-hmm. Compared to the $650 million to build trenches to cut off that fire. Gotcha. The fire of which that is still growing. Yes. <laughs> but anyways, so a majority of the people, they... they chose the buyout offers. The government flooded in a whole bunch of like realtors that were around surrounding cities Mm -hmm. and then would start to write estimates for the homes and then cut checks to everyone that wanted to leave. 1983 was still pretty voluntary at the time. And then in 1992, Governor Bob Casey invoked eminent domain on all property in the borough, condemning all the buildings within it. Eminent domain means that the government has taken in the private property for public use. But yeah, so they basically said in 1992, trying to put their foot down more, like, hey, it's not... You gotta leave. (laughs) Yeah, like, you should be leaving. Like, it's not safe for you to stay here. And then the residents that they had left at the time... So in 1992, there was only about, like, 60 people that didn't do the buyout offer yet. Mm -hmm. And the, the residents at that time, they tried to overturn that action, and it failed, which isn't surprising since there was so little of them. Right. As of 2010, there was only five homes... 
that remained in Centralia. And in October 2013, the remaining residents settled their lawsuit. So they were offered $218,000 in compensation for the value of their homes and $131,000 to settle additional claims. So it's basically like they roughed it out they're staying there and they actually got the right to stay in their homes for the rest of their lives. They still don't like technically own their home and haven't since 1992 whenever the governor invoked eminent domain. So, I mean, that's a little bit weird living in a home all these years and it's not yours, but they never actually forced people out. It's a whole lot easier to start a city than kick people out of their homes. To this day, mostly just fields and roads remain. There's four current cemeteries, and a lot of people still go back to Centralia whenever, well, they don't go back, but their bodies go back. The number of cemeteries and tombstones alone just outweighs the people that are left by far. I would imagine. (laughs) It's pretty much... There's more dead there than living. Living, definitely. But a lot of people still choose to be buried there. And among the the cemeteries, there's only one church remaining. And there Uh, was seven. mm -hmm. Now there's just one. Yep, yep. That's active or it's just still there? Fun fact. So it is still active from the last thing that I read. It's called St. Mary's Church or also... I've read two different things. So it's either St. Mary's Church or the Blessed Virgin Mary Ukrainian Catholic Church. Oh, I hope it's that one. Yeah, it's super (laughs) long. So funny thing about this church, the reason why it's still remaining is because there's no coal mines below it. It's on, like, rock. It is kind of like Silent Hill. Like, you know how in the movie it's at the top of the hill? Yeah, it's like that. Oh, it's at the top of the hill. Yeah. It's actually, it it actually looks a lot like that church that was... uh, In Silent Hill. In Silent Hill. Well, uh, I'll post the photos of the standing church. But yeah, former residents that live in like visiting cities, uh, they still go to the church today and they still have service, which is a little bit weird. But I mean, that's kind of sweet, especially like coming from all of this. That's really sad. The only time people actually go back to Centralia is if you die, you're going to a funeral, it's Memorial Day, or you're going to church. But even if you go back for those things, like, you don't have anywhere to go. Right. You know what I mean? You can't go to a restaurant and talk no. to your friends or, like, go to the park down the street, which is really, honestly, pretty sad. Like, that has to be pretty heartbreaking, like, growing up and not being able to go to, like, what your home was. Right. But fun facts, underground fire, still burning today. Scientists say it may still burn for another 250 years. 250 years. 250 years. When did it start again? When did the fire start? Uh, 1962. Nice. Or if you think it's the other fire, it's like 1932. Yeah. <laughs> or if it's, the, if it's the first fire. If it's 30 the years first prior. fire. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Pretty, pretty lit. Wow. I told you guys we were getting fiery, and it's staying fiery. Uh, But one of the inspirations why we are talking about Silent Hill in Centralia today is this month we did say goodbye to the Graffiti Highway. Uh, The Graffiti Highway was Pennsylvania Route 61 that was closed in 1993 whenever it was considered condemned. So since then, it's become an unofficial tourist attraction. If you look it up, you'll find so many pictures of this just cracked broken highway and if you go there when it was raining you could still see steam come up from like the cracks because it's hot there's coals underneath it 
But yeah, the state considered it like a hazardous condemned area. They tried to put truckloads of dirt and gravel like at the ends of it. That way you couldn't go down this abandoned highway. And in 2016, they tried putting in like no trespassing signs to deter people from going in there because it's a liability and it's a hazard. They It is private property too, like some construction. Yeah, it's owned by a company. Pagnotti Enterprises. Yeah. So April 6th is the day that they officially covered it with 400 loads of dirt and materials. Of this year. Uh-huh. <laughs> For all those time travelers out there. All the time travelers. <laughs> we'll get to you soon. <laughs> but they, they are planning to try to possibly, like, plant over so that wildlife can grow back in the area. Right. I saw that um, they wanted to plant trees and stuff because they just want to completely... Get rid of the highway. And I mean, with time, I feel like that will happen because that's already happened with the rest of the borough. Mm -hmm. So basically, the reason why Pagnotti Enterprises, the private owner of the route, had closed it is because the liability, the complaints, it it led people going into Centralia. So they were getting cemeteries that were vandalized. People were starting fires, burning tires. Uh, There was break-ins to the remaining home. (laughs) Oh, shit. That are in Centralia, because, like, people didn't realize. They thought oh, everything was everyone abandoned. Oh, was gone. Yeah, like, oh, they thought everything shit. was abandoned, but would actually still, like, break into what was left. That's including the church. Vandalize the church. Vandalize wow. these homes. It's just garbage people doing garbage things. That's sad. And basically, like, treated it as dumping ground. So people would just be littering, right. throwing their garbage around. Like, people just trashed it. And another leading factor is since the Pennsylvania governor, Tom will statewide stay-at-home orders to curb the spread of COVID-19. It it caused an influx of people traveling to Centralia. Nothing else to do. Yeah. I I mean, I completely... Okay, so here's the thing. I am sad that the graffiti highway is gone because I did want to go there. I did want to see it. It's super cool to look at. Like, I mm-hmm. actually didn't even realize the graffiti highway was as long as it was. I thought it was just, like, a little stretch, which, I mean, in retrospect, it is smaller, but mm-hmm. it's a lot longer than I thought it was. But it, it is just so cool to look at all the graffiti and stuff, but at the same point, it was private property. Yeah, like, so, I definitely understand why they did it, because people were getting hurt. Right, were, and it's a liability to that company. Yeah. You know, somebody, like, somebody could break their leg and sue that guy, you but know? But also, this is a borough that has not very many people left True. in it or to take care of it. They don't have incoming money. Right. To take care of Right, this. so anybody that um, would go to clean up garbage, that's essentially volunteer work. You know? Yeah, like, it, it's just insane. So I definitely understand, like, why they did it, especially <laughs> also the fact that COVID-19, like, it's it's getting pretty serious, guys. Yeah. Like, we're here to save fall, stay home. I want to be able to do Halloween shit and fall shit this oh year, God. so. I swear to God, if my concerts get canceled, mm. I'm going to be so mad. I'm going to be so mad. And it's probably going to be because of all these people just going to Centralia and then bringing it home. They said that there was tons of people that came from, like, I'm not trash talking other states, but New York, New Jersey, everywhere. Surrounding were, areas. We're yeah. just running down there to uh, go to the graffiti highway and, right. like, check it out. I mean, you figure nothing else to do. Yeah. Why don't you go to a place that you've always wanted to visit before? And I know, too, that it was, like, spur of the moment. Like, there was no notice whatsoever, which at that time, like, you can't blame the dude for putting the dirt on the highway because if you're going to say, yes, on this date we're going to cover up the highway, then you're going to get 
hundreds of people coming before then to see before it's covered up. So I completely understand the way that he did it and why he did it. I saw that there was a petition online to save the graffiti highway and uncover it, which I do wish that it wasn't covered. I mean, I think it, I think it honestly like served its time at this point. Um, I I think it was doing more harm than good. And like, even though like I never got to see it, it, it's a new chapter and I I think it's kind of what it needed, but moving on. So we are digging back in time because Centralia had a curse. Had a curse. Had a curse. Okay, I'm back in. Let's go. Goose bibbles. What is it again? Goose bibbles. Mabibbles. Mabibbles. Goose mabibbles. Okay. Yes. So jumping back to uh, remember Alexander Ray? He was the original town founder. Yes. Okay. So fun facts. Uh, he was murdered. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, he was mur- murdered in his buggy by members of the uh, Molly Maguires on October 17th of 1868 during a trip between Centralia and Mount Carmel. So Molly Maguires, it's an activist group among Irish American and like Irish immigrant coal miners in Pennsylvania. Their goal was to like organize mine workers union to improve wages and like their working conditions. So I mean, what do you do? You just kill that founder <laughs> fight for your rights to party um that's but yeah. what the beastie boys did yeah so molly maguire's they're just trying to go through fuck shit up to try to make shit better so father daniel ignatius mcdermott he sounds important yeah he was the first roman catholic priest to call centralia home uh so he suspected that the molly maguire's killed alexander and denounced them in front of the entire congregation and then so after he's like denouncing them talking mad shit yeah just mad shit on these people he was assaulted by three members of the maguire's in 1869 he comes back, rings the church bells to summon all the townsfolk, and then curse the town. Oh, he cursed the town? Yes! Oh! (laughs) Yeah, that's deep. Okay. Yeah, so he said that there will be a day when only St. Ignatius Roman Catholic Church would be left standing in Centralia. Please tell me that that's the, the, the church that's left. Sadly, no, oh, but it was damn it. Like, it held in there. Damn so it. The church officially closed in uh, June of 1995. It was demolished in November of 1997. So it lasted, but everything else was going down at the time, too. Right. So, like, minus, like, ten houses. Uh, he was pretty close yeah. on condemning the place. Like, if he just had, like, a little bit more spice yeah. to that curse, like, he would have truly he was done just it. assaulted by one more man. Yeah, just one more man. One diabolical eyelash he would have really done it in. Yeah, so that church, it it was, like, directly, like, in the impact fire zone of, like, the mine fire. And they did have to demolish it because of the carbon monoxide exposure to anyone that was, like, inside the church. So that's why they had to close it down. So many of those uh, Molly Maguires, they were hanged in 1877, ending their crimes. So how do you wrap up a curse? You just hang people, a little bit of blood, and really add some spice to it. Legends say that a number of the descendants of the Molly Maguires still lived in Centralia up until the 1980s. But honestly, like, I think maybe the true curse is a lot more real to those that actually live there. Because they lost their homes, they lost their community, they lost their jobs. And I don't think anything is that is as bad as that. One thing that is touching, so one of the remaining people that lives there, his name is... 
John Lokaitis. So John Lokaitis, he's one of the last people there, and he's actually the youngest person that was that stayed living in Centralia. Okay. He does a lot of stuff like taking care of it and uh, like tries to do like little reminders or like homage stuff. It, it's cute little things like putting up Christmas lights or decorating the Christmas Aww, tree. He puts Christmas lights up on the town. Yeah, because they had those candle telephone pole decorations like he like refurbished those and then like put them in because he's like i remember those being around whenever i was a kid he puts them on the street and then people come back to look at them that live in like neighboring towns like oh he's just the sweetest man but um yeah john lukaitis he he's just trying to keep it around and like he still like checks on the remaining people that are there with them but there's not very many left. 10 out of 10 would recommend. Uh, you can look it up even on YouTube. Uh, it's called The Town That Was Centralia, PA. Um, and then he's pretty much like the whole thing of it. He's like the unofficial mayor at this point. Yeah. <laughs> the mayor, the town's committee, the Yeah, pretty everything. much like the everything. He is Centralia. Sure is. He does a lot of stuff to try to keep it together, but that's it. We're leaving it on that note, guys. So if any of you have visited the Graffiti Highway before oh, yeah. it shut down, definitely share your shit. If you were a person that went there to fuck shit up, you suck. You ruined it for everybody. You ruined it. I doubt it if you're listening to us because we have five friends <laughs> listening. Because as we say, we have five friends that uh-huh. listen to us. But if you did... You're garbage, and I'm not friends You're anymore. Garbage, just like the garbage that set the town on fire. Isn't that, isn't that poetic? Mm-hmm. That the garbage people are coming, or the garbage people came to destroy the town that was destroyed by garbage. Well, you should be. I should write books. A writer. <laughs> I should be an author. Oh God, yeah. that was beautiful. Thanks. But anyways, thanks for listening, guys. Check back in with us. We're going to have more creepy, burrito-y, fiery, saucy shit. Yeah. Next week, uh, I don't want to give anything away, but uh, we're talking about feet stuff. Oh, foot stuff. Foot stuff. Feet stuff. It's great. So join back. Get lost in the sauce with us. Goodbye. Goodbye. See you tomorrow. Maybe not tomorrow. See you next week. Bye. think of what i was gonna say thanks for tuning in yeah yeah i'm gonna i'm I'm gonna do that when i feel like it okay